welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook, and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our Boom Bang Oh My Gosh Wow podcast. And you can find that along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. Today, I'm excited to have a recent Firebird Book Award winning author to share with you. He is Michael Schulteis, and his winning book is titled The Altar of My Fate. Michael is a lifelong daydreamer. He has been escaping into other worlds since he was a boy. And in addition to fantasy and science fiction, he is also a lifelong history buff. His obsessions include the Roman Empire, medieval Europe, Persia, the early Islamic world, the Ottoman Empire, and the early modern Europe. He grew up in the Sierra foothills around Grass Valley, California, and he spent much of his childhood either reading or chasing insects, lizards, and snakes. Well, he currently lives in Oregon with his fiancée and their puppy, and he likes to read multiple books at the same time, usually at least one historical nonfiction and a couple of novels. At any time, there's always a good chance that he's plotting away at his next novel. As you can tell, we've got lots to talk about, and I'm looking forward to finding out more. So welcome to the network, Michael. Well, thank you so much for having me, and that's a wonderful introduction. Well, you did it. It's you, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm very interested in being a multitasker reader. How does that work out for you? Most of the time, it works very well. Uh, I would say there's times when I get... I get to where I have too many books, and then I, I end up sort of paring it down to two or so. But um, right now, I'm listening to uh, an audiobook. This is, this is what helps me a lot, is I, I do an audiobook. So I'm doing an audiobook of Bernard Cornwell's, uh, the first book in his Warlord Chronicles, which is uh, the story of King Arthur. It, but told as historical fiction, so it, it just feels... Uh, it just feels very real, and, and but but also but at the same time like a fantasy novel, like a really well told fantasy novel, and and then at the same time I'm reading Dan Simmons his uh, his novel Drood, which is about basically about Charles Dickens, and um, uh, it, it's suspenseful and there's horror elements and it's just fantastic, and there's another few novels I'm supposed to be working on and um, I'm not haven't been doing as well with that, so most of the time jumping around books. Works pretty well. If I get into kind of a slog and something's just not working for me, I jump to another book and it keeps my mind fresh and gives me fresh um, ideas for telling stories, which, which is which is part of the fun, right? <laughs> yes, I was just I was just thinking about that. It actually is like homework for you. It fuels you in all of these different exactly. areas that you like. Yeah, and I'm sure that it just keeps your mind on constant alert. That's like see, I I love stories no matter what, but. Honestly, part of the fun with reading stories is then my mind just says, hey, this is great. This author is doing these fun things with this character. And I like reading outside of my general epic fantasy and science fiction wheelhouse mm-hmm. uh, just because then you get, you get new things. You get, you get authors constructing fascinating stories and wonderful characters, uh, and, and it's not about the magic or science fiction technology. It's like, hey, here's... You know, here's real people. It helps me to orient myself toward what story is, which is always, in my view, a character in a world chasing a goal through the obstacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Oh, I love that. 
I can tell that you're a very passionate, active human, and it shows up in your writings. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. I was happy about that well, thank for you. you so much. It, it, it's, I, I was honestly, I was just, it made my whole day. I, mm-hmm. I, I told my fiance, now my wife, and we were both very, very happy. And yeah, this is just fantastic. I, I, I've been wanting to do this, to write novels and get recognition for mm-hmm. them for basically my whole life. So it, it really is a dream come true to, to have somebody give me an award. Like, wow, somebody who's not, you know, married to me or my blood relation is, thinks this book is, is worth something. That's just very, that's just immensely, I, I, I'm just so grateful. Aww. That makes me really happy. I feel so happy about what I do because I know that people put everything, their entire being into their books. And it just, it's a big thing in a person's life. And so to have it be recognized and for me to be able to, you know, send somebody an email that says, congratulations, you don't even know how that warms my heart. So I was happy to be able to send it to you. And I'm happy you were. Well, thank you so much. Received it. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. I should really, um, use this opportunity to say that, you know, this book really wouldn't exist in the form that it does without my girlfriend and then fiance and now wife. Uh, literally when we were, we've been dating for maybe, uh, I don't know, a year and a half or so, maybe a year. She wanted to read Alter, which at this point was a very, like, honestly, it took me, this is the book where I learned how to tell stories and, the draft that I had at that time was the third draft, which was the only completed draft. And, you know, honestly, it was a hot mess. Like, I, nothing has ever come easy to me in life. I don't pick things up drop of a hat. I have to work at it for a long time. And I think that's helped me to become the person I am today because, you know, I value resilience. I value struggling really hard. And, you know, hey, maybe you're not good at something at first, but you work away at it and, you know, hopefully you get better. And so my, well, I'm just going to say my wife, she, she read the book and she actually liked it, which was a pleasant surprise and said, Hey, you should get this published. And I'm like, no, it's not good enough. And so there's this whole thing where uh, she eventually talked me around into giving it another try and, and, and trying to work at it again. And like, I, I was not going to do that at all. Cause I spent five and a half or so years of my life trying to do this thing. So, then what ended up happening when uh, COVID took over our lives, I, you know, I had time and I had a different headspace. And so I, I kind of got back to it and I wrote some short stories and then I wrote another version of the book. And by the time that I was done, which was uh, May of 2021, I was like, Hey, you know, this is a lot better, but I can, I can make it still better. And she's like, no, honey, this is great. What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to do one more draft and that'll be that. And it'll be great. And it was, although, you know, to be fair, like each, each time I, I've, I've written it, um, she told me to, to, uh, to fix things, especially the endings. I feel like my endings always get a lot better after my wife reads through them and says, no, this isn't so good. You can make this better. And then I do. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you gave a nod to your wife because it's so important. Without her. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to have a supportive person with you that, that will, uh, you know, stop you from putting yourself down and p- putting you out there and being a cheerleader. So, yeah, hugs to your wife. How's that? Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I really feel like I couldn't do this without her. Like she's, she's not only 
my greatest cheerleader and someone who helps define the, the shortcomings of my work is also somebody who just helps me to discover so much more of what it is to to be a fulfilled human being. Aww. And I, I, I couldn't, I, these books would not be, I mean, there wouldn't be so much depth of meaning, I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say I would say that these books would not be so great, but you know, I can be tooting my own horn here. Like, they're they're a lot better. I know that much because I'm with her because she's she's helped me to discover what it is to go through life on an adventure with the person you love. Oh, that is so beautiful. I know everybody that's uh, listening is going to wish and hope that they have those kind of relationships. Thank you. Thank you. So maybe give us a peek into the story. Well, the. I guess the 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 blurb um, I can I can summarize it very succinctly. A warrior questing for glory, a slave girl with a secret. Can they claim the ancient altar? Trained to the warrior's path, Rossoval yearns for glory and craves adventure in unknown lands. Leading the war band he created, he sets off on a quest to brave a formidable desert and the swords and arrows of a growing number of enemy tribes. He expected the mounting dangers. But he didn't expect Gaita, the beautiful slave girl with a secret, and the power and peril of an ancient altar, an artifact of the vanished Shaper race. As his enemies multiply, Rostoval is forced to confront an immortal adversary and a looming specter of defeat. Can Rostoval and Gaita avert disaster and claim the fateful power of the ancient Shaper altar? So that's my blurb on Amazon and every, everywhere fine books are sold. <laughs> and I would say that to elaborate on a little bit, this is a story of a young man who is a, a warrior in a society that rewards that, that is fundamentally all about that. But he's trying to find his place in the world, because right now he's just kind of one of the guys. And um, his father, who was, who was deceased, um, was the chieftain of his particular tribe. But instead of him following in, in uh, his father's footsteps, uh, his, his grandfather on his mother's side, who is the king of all the tribes, um, put a crony in charge. And so that's kind of, you know, a, a, a conflict that he has at the beginning, like, hey, you know, I should be the chief of my tribe, but I'm not, and I'm not going to become that. So I have to find a new land for my people and a new place to make my name, to make something of myself. And then he, he goes forth and he attempts to do exactly that. But there's immortals in this world, and there's gods, and there's um, ancient powers, and sometimes you have one plan. Some of those powers and some of those forces may have their own plans for you, or they may see you as a threat to their plans. Did this come to you as an entire plot, a little snippet of an idea? How did you come up with the premise? By turns. In other words... Initially, initially, my whole thing was, I love history. I love learning about cultures of the past. I kind of like the ancient Middle Eastern warriors on, on horseback, and they have the pointed iron helmets and, you know, uh, lamellar cuirasses of scale armor, and they've got the spears and swords and all that. It's just, it's just really fun and really cool. So I wanted something kind of that had, would have that feel and would kind of tell the story of, you know, here's here's this young young man's kind of path to to power as a great conquering hero, and so that was kind of the, I guess, the the part that more or less congealed first. I mean, the story went through a lot of evolution. So, but the truth is that it it kind of became more and more of what it is now through multiple attempts, 
uh, multiple of just me sitting down and saying, hey, this isn't really working. Why is it not working? Um, what do I want to say with this? And, you know, working through that, thinking about the geography, thinking about the, the cultures, thinking about social customs and, and power structures and all of that. So the truth is it really, it, it kind of grew over time as I, as I tried to both solve problems and just make it a better story. Mm-hmm. I learned how to tell stories over the course of a number of years, but especially with working on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I feel like I started to come into my own. Right. And did your characters help you? Um, as you started to create the characters, did they take off and lead the way at times? Ultimately, yes. I think I think what I discovered through all of this is that I am somebody who works best if I have a plan and I have, you know, a, a general outline and I have kind of some character sketches a little bit like, you know, I I think about, okay, how does this character see themselves? And I don't, I mean, I used to try to do this at, at great length and like here I'm going to diagram it and then I discovered you know it's actually not that hard you've got to think about who your who, who is your character first of all in this in this book alone you know, I have a lot of warriors but you know not all of them can be the you know, dominant you know I'm going to go conquer the world some of them are going to have to be a little funny and some of them are going to um, be you know be kind of goofy some of them are going to be kind of thoughtful. And you know, then I have people who are from different cultures and they have different experiences and the world looks very different to them. Even if, I mean, even if they're a warrior too, the world could look very different to them if, if they're from a different culture and they're, they, they have different assumptions sort of baked into their view of the world. And once you have a sense of, you know, who is your person in the world and then it's like, how do they see themselves? These, these things sort of go together and you can't really pull one out of the other entirely. Right. So, if I'm a if I'm a character, think about me as a character. Uh, I've always been a nerd. I've always been into science fiction and fantasy and just nerdy, geeky things like that. But I'm kind of a weirdo on top of that because I also really like fitness. Uh, just before this, I went on a run, and and uh, I do that three times a week, and then the other you know other uh, four days. Um, I mean, the other three days, um, I take Sunday off, and so I, I do like calisthenics and weightlifting. So. I love fitness. I'm passionate about fitness, and that's kind of a weird couple of things. So I'm, you know, I'm somebody who is kind of used to being <laughs> this very kind of weird person, but, you know, I feel like I, I embrace that. So once you have a sense of yourself as a, as a character or people you meet as a character, then you can start to work with that, and you can, you can I mean, and, you know, I mean, it feeds on itself, right? Like you... You get to, you, you say, hey, this character works and this one doesn't. Why does this first one work? Oh, it's because I have a sense of who they are mm-hmm. and I write them that way. Right. See, I used to have so much trouble with these like side characters. Like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? I can't get this side character to work. And, and I was overthinking it. Mm-hmm. All you really have to do is just say, okay, who are they in your world? Are they you know, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker? Who are they? And how do they see themselves? And then you just you kind of let it emerge. You, you you put them in a situation, and hopefully you know if they're the kind of person who is going to face down the dragon or run away or, you know, try to, you know, pull some kind of trick and divert the dragon's attention or, or whatever. And then once you once you do that, the character will emerge, and you'll get a better sense of who they are over time. But you're not gonna you're not gonna know that 
just going in. You'll have to build it over time. Right. Spend time with that character. Yes. Absolutely. And Rostamal is good for this because I've always been able to relate to him. He's extremely ambitious. He's very passionate. He's very driven. Uh, I mean, qualities that I just find very relatable and you know, that I generally admire in mm-hmm. people. And so he was always really easy. Uh, I had, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an immortal being in this book who is kind of a problem for him. And his whole backstory is basically that he's he was a god and then he lost most of his power. And now he kind of regrets his career as a god because he was involved in a, in a very destructive uh, war that, from his perspective, destroyed the civilization that existed at that time. So he actually regrets this. He has a lot of regret. He wanted, like, oh, my goodness, you know, when I was young, I was, I was foolish and I was— I had these stupid ideals and that led me to do stupid things. And and yet, and part of the fun with this character is just he can't quite let go. He can't quite stop trying to put his fingers in pies and monkey around with things because he feels like he's got to make it right, but then he keeps intervening. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the fun. I, I will ha- I, Honestly, I had a lot more trouble with him just because it's, he's 10,000 years old. He's an immortal. It's harder inherently to relate to a being like that. Mm-hmm. But what I found is that with time, I, I sort of can. Like, okay, he, he is the way that he is. He has, he has this complicated mixture of regret, but also feels like he does know best. So he's, he's, he's trying to do what he thinks is right, but at the same time, you know, you can question that. And uh, I, I see some arrogance in him, but you know, then he is... He is 10,000 years old, yeah, so he's allowed. <laughs> I guess that could be part of the story, part of what builds the territory. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. I think you've given us a little peek into what we might expect when, when folks pick up a copy of your book. Are you working on another book now? Yeah, so I have, so The Altar of My Fate is, is the first book in my series, and I have a second book out now, The Spiral of My Destiny. And then the third book is called The Third Way of My God, and that one will be out very soon. I'm working on the revisions for that book. So that one took me uh, <laughs> a few months, several months, and it was a real process to write it, a real struggle. And I'm happy that I got that all done just before I got married, actually. One, the Saturday before I got married. <laughs> so it was... Uh, what was it? July July thirtieth. That was that was right. Oh. I got married August sixth. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. So I was I was hoping I'd be able to get done, and my uh, brain recovered from the terrible pollen season that we have here every spring, especially this spring. So July was a great month. I started adding words like crazy and just flushing it out, and so so it's it's the draft is done. I just have to make a couple passes through work on a couple of rough patches that, you know, weren't weren't quite up to par the first first time around and uh though I'm you know, I'll, I'll look for typos, I'll I'll do things like that. But we're we're so close. I'll probably put in the order for the cover art another week and a half or so. And then I would anticipate publication probably no later than the end of September. Excellent. All righty. Well we can look forward to that. Meantime, share your um any contact information, websites, wherever folks can go to get a copy of 
your Absolutely. book that we talked about today. Yeah. You know, I really think the best place for people to, to go find Alter, and I want to clarify that the ebook is free on Amazon, Kobo, uh, Barnes and Noble, Apple Books, Google Playbooks. I, I wanted to make it free. Hey, people don't know me. Like, here, just have a free book. Uh, so it's free, and you can get it at Books to Read. That's two as in the number two, books to read.com forward slash altar of my fate. All one word. So books to read.com forward slash altar of my fate. It's a free ebook. Um, the paperback and hardcover on Amazon. So they're not free, but, uh, anyway, you can read it for free. <laughs> uh, wherever fine books are sold, pretty much. And if you want to check out my site, it's michaelrschultheis.com. I should clarify that the last name Schultheis is very long and very German, so it's S-C-H-U-L-T-H-E-I-S-S. So, michaelrschultheis.com, and my email is michael at michaelrschultheis.com. Feel free to shoot me a line, tell me what you think of the book. Excellent. All right, so we're speaking with Firebird Book Award-winning author Michael Schultheis and the title of the book, The Altar of My Fate website michaelrschultheis.com please share more of your books with us we're always excited to hear from you and share you with our listeners Absolutely. so thank you so much for today my pleasure